In this bulletin, Australia's superannuation system could face an overhaul, search and rescue efforts in the Takia-Syria border region coming to a close, and calls for greater support for those with long COVID. With the latest SBS News, I'm Greg Diet. Treasurer Jim Chalmers has criticised the former coalition government's superannuation policy during a speech in Sydney. Mr Chalmers has described the previous government's approach as ideologically motivated and says it contributed to the loss of $36 billion in retirement savings. The Treasurer says the Albanese government will put forward a new model that aims to preserve savings and deliver income for a dignified retirement. We'll try and end the super wars once and for all and make sure that the future changes to the system are compatible with the main objective of super. And doing that requires us to embed superannuation's purpose into law. Labor's Environment Minister has pushed back against calls for the government to override the Reserve Bank's interest rate rises. The Greens have called for the government to use its power to reverse the rate hikes established by the independent body. Tanya Plibersek says she understands people are doing it tough, but insists interfering with the Reserve Bank's decisions is inappropriate. We're not taking economic advice from the Greens. It would be a very unusual thing to do to uh, override the independence of the Reserve Bank. And uh, we know people are doing it tough. We're going to, we're helping them in all the ways that we can help them uh, through cheaper cost of living, like childcare uh, and medicines and so on. But uh, overriding the Reserve Bank would be a, a very unusual thing to do indeed. The United States has pledged an additional $145 million towards recovery as search and rescue efforts in the Takia-Syria border region come to a close. The total number of people in Takia killed in the earthquake has exceeded 40,000, with a further 5,900 reported dead in Syria. Just under 9 million people have been affected by the disaster in Syria, according to the United Nations, which says the most urgent needs include shelter, such as tents. The US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, visited the disaster zone. This is going to be a long-term effort. Um, The search and rescue, unfortunately, is coming to an end. There'll be a massive rebuilding effort. Uh, When you see the extent of the damage, the, the number of buildings, the number of apartments, the number of homes, have been destroyed, it's going to take a massive effort uh, to rebuild. New analysis has found that higher education workers have suffered up to 83.4 million worth of wage theft in the last three years. The National Tertiary Education Union report reveals that the actual amount is almost certainly higher, with at least three cases still being examined. The union's Dr Alison Barnes claims systemic wage theft has been baked into universities' business models. What's most alarming is this is just the tip of the iceberg We think that this figure is conservative uh, and we know that over the coming weeks and months there'll be more uh, settlements regarding wage theft. We think within the next uh, three months or so this figure will go over $90 million. The extent of wage theft across Australian universities is staggering and a damning indictment of management practices 
across our universities. The union's report calls for action in three key areas, including criminalising wage theft, implementing effective casual conversion provisions to reduce insecure work, and conducting new parliamentary inquiries into university governance. Reports of family violence are spiking as New Zealand continues in the recovery stage of Cyclone Gabriel. At least 11 people have died as a result of New Zealand's biggest storm in decades with widespread damage to infrastructure, property and business. Police Commissioner Andy Costa says while reports of dishonesty offences had decreased, there's been an increase in family harm reporting. Commissioner Costa says the rise in family violence is not surprising given the challenges facing families in the region. As of Monday morning, police had received roughly 6,500 reports of missing New Zealanders with 4,000 confirmed as safe. There are calls for greater support for those affected by long COVID, with many who've experienced the condition saying they feel abandoned by the government. Chief Executive of the Burnett Institute, Professor Brendan Crabb, has told a parliamentary inquiry that future responses in how the country deals with COVID-19 should take into account those who've been dealing with long COVID. Long COVID is defined as when patients are still reporting symptoms or contracting new symptoms several months after their initial infection. It comes as today marks the start of the rollout for a fifth dose of the COVID vaccine. I'm Greg Diet, and that's the latest to SBS News.